Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the duties of the priests as we pick up in 1 Chronicles chapter 23, verse 2. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. The Levites lived throughout the land, and there were certain cities for the Levites. But in their appointed, and they would they they set up the order, and then they drew lots as who would be the first, the second, and third, and so forth. And so at your appointed order, you would come and you would fulfill the duties of the priest in the temple for a period of a couple of weeks, and then you'd go back to your family. And, and to your home and to your fields and so forth, and you would take care of your own affairs. And uh, so in the New Testament, this, this order that David established continued on up until the time of Christ for Zechariah, the priest, because he was of the order of Abia, had come according to his course to minister there in the temple, and it was his duty to offer the incense at the time of the sacrifice. And while he was offering this incense before the Lord is when the angel Gabriel appeared and told him that his wife Elizabeth was going to have a son, name him John, and he is going to be the forerunner of the Messiah. So that's still following the the order that David had established of the priesthood where they had their turns, they would come in and fulfill their obligations. So the priesthood fell in, in different orders. Those that actually ministered in the temple, actually those who were charged with the building of the temple. Now you see, in the old times of the tent in the wilderness, they had the porters, the guys who whenever they, they would move would have to break down the thing. Certain guys would break down the tent, fold it up, put it in packages and so forth. And then guys who were priests to carry the thing and guys to set it up. Now that they're going to be building a temple, this particular ministry of, of the priest is no longer going to be necessary. You're not going to need the guys to carry things anymore because it's all going to be established. And so the different duties now were created. And the duty that to me is very beautiful are the 4,000 who were just paid to be there and to spend their days praising God, singing and worshiping the Lord with the various instruments and just a constant worship of God that was going forth from the temple. To me, that is beautiful. And, and I think that it's neat anytime you want to come down here and, and just bring your guitar or whatever and just sing and praise the Lord and worship the Lord here in this place, you're welcome. I, I think it's beautiful that praises be going up unto the Lord from, from the place where we, where we gather to worship Him, to learn of Him. And so it was in the times of David that they had 4,000 men, that this was their job, just to play unto the Lord through the instruments that David had invented and created and all for them to worship God. And so uh, the various families, and of course we get now into the names and so forth, which uh, we pass over. And uh, 
So in verse 30 of chapter 23, though, their job was to stand every morning to thank and to praise the Lord and likewise at evening. So every morning, every evening, there were those who were just standing there praising the Lord and giving thanks to God. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, the order of the priest, the, the 24 orders of those that were to minister in the actual office of sacrifices and, and incense and so forth are first given in chapter 24, 2 and through verse 19. And then the sons of Kohath were divided for their duties. And then the Merarites in the rest of the chapter. In chapter 25, Moreover, David and the captains of the host separated to the service of the sons of Asaph and Heman and Jeduthun, those who should prophesy with harps, with psalteries, and with cymbals, and the number of the workmen according to their service was. Now, they were commissioned to prophesy, which does not mean foretelling necessarily, but forthtelling the works of God. So the, the music was declaring the greatness, the glory, the power, the beauty of God. So you that are musicians, think about that when you go to uh, write your music. Let it express the greatness, the glory, the power of God. Speaking forth the glories of God in the music. And of course, so much of our hymnology is involved with a mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing and all, and declaring the greatness, all hail the power of Jesus' name and all, and declaring the, the glories, the, the power of God. And, and that's really what the music is to do, is to speak forth the praises and the glory of God. And so these men that were appointed that they should prophesy with their harps and all that is speaking forth God's glory. Now verse 6, and all of these were under the hands of the fathers or for, for, for song in the house of the Lord with the cymbals, the psalteries, the harps for the service of the house of God according to the king's order to Asaph and all. So the number of them with their brethren that were instructed in the songs of the Lord, even all that were cunning was 288 musicians that were cunning and used their instruments in praising the Lord. And then they cast the lots into, again, 24 orders. The first lot came forth from Asaph to Joseph and, and it goes on to the various orders that were developed in the casting of lots. Chapter 26, the division of the porters, and then their assignment over the various gates around the temple. And then in verse 20, those who had charge over the treasures of the house of the Lord. And interestingly enough, in verse 26, which uh, Shilamith, and his brothers 
were over the treasures of the dedicated things which David the king and the chief fathers, the captains over the thousands, the hundreds, the captains over the host, had dedicated out of the spoils won in battles did they dedicate to maintain the house of the Lord. And all that Samuel and Saul and Abner and Joab had dedicated. And whosoever had dedicated anything, it was under the hand of uh, Shilometh and his brothers. So that in reality, the thought or the idea of building a temple for God probably was as old as Samuel. In other words, the, the idea probably first came up in Samuel's time, and Samuel started setting aside for the treasury for the house of the Lord, which was added to then by Saul. And then, of course, the generals of David bringing the spoils of war and placing them there in order to build the house unto the Lord. And then several of the priests were established for the judges in the land to hear the various cases that dealt with religious matters. And uh, then the courses were established in chapter 27. There were 12 captains, for one for each month to oversee a, a particular month. And then the princes were established for the 12 tribes. And in verse 23, chapter 27, But David took not the number of them from 20 years old and under, because the Lord had said he would increase Israel like the stars of heaven. Joab the son of Zuriah began to number, but he didn't finish the task because of the plague that fell upon Israel, and neither was the number put into the account of the chronicles of King David. And uh, then David's own personal administration of his own personal wealth. It speaks of the, uh, the man that he set over his own treasury, over the storehouses of the fields of the cities, the men that were in charge of the work in the field, the, the tilling of the ground and so forth, the man that was over his vineyards, and the man who was over the increase of the vineyards with the wine cellars, uh, the one who was over the olive trees and the fig trees, and the one who was over the cellars of oil, and uh, the, another one over the herds that fed in the plains of Sharon, another one that was over the herds that fed in the valleys, and over the camels. And so David had all of these vast things to take care of, and he, he was no doubt a super administrator also. And Ahithophel was the king's counselor with Hushai the archite, who was the king's companion. And after Ahithophel was Jehoiada, and Joab, of course, was the general of the army. Now in chapter 28, David assembled all of the princes of Israel, the princes of the tribes, the captains of the companies, ministered to the king by their course, the captains over the thousands, the captains over the hundreds, the stewards, and all their substance, and the possessions of the king and the mighty men. So there's a big congregation of important people. Then David the king stood up upon his feet and said, Hear me, my brethren, my people. As for me, I had in my heart to build a house of rest, for the ark of the covenant of the Lord. 
and for the footstool of our God, and am made ready for the building. But God said unto me, You shall not build a house for my name, because you have been a man of war, and you have shed blood. Howbeit, the Lord God of Israel chose me before the house of my father to be king over Israel forever, for he hath chosen Judah to be the ruler in the house of Judah, the house of my father, among the sons of my father. He hath liked me to make me king over Israel. And of all of my sons, for the Lord hath given me many sons, he hath chosen Solomon, my son, to sit on the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. And he said unto me, Solomon thy son shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. Moreover, I will establish his kingdom forever, if he be constant to do my commandments and my judgments at this day, as at this day. Now therefore, in the sight of all Israel, the congregation of the Lord, and the audience of our God, keep and seek. For all of the commandments of the Lord your God, that ye may possess the good land and leave it for an inheritance to your children after you forever. And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father. Serve him with a perfect heart, with a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth the hearts and understands all of the imaginations of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Now, David has gathered together all of the men of Israel, the leaders, all of the, the, the chief people. And what David's goal and desire now is to pass on to the posterity the greatness, the blessings, and the glory of a kingdom that's governed by God. And, and as you look at the kingdom under David, it was a kingdom that was definitely governed by God. David was careful to seek God, except in those cases where he failed. And now as he is getting ready to depart, he stands up and, and he tells these people, now look, walk in the commandments of God in order that your children might enjoy the same things that you enjoyed in this land. It isn't enough that we enjoy the blessings of freedom and a free society. It should actually be our purpose and goal to pass on to our children the same kind of benefits that we have enjoyed. But when I think now of my grandchildren growing up in this present world, in my heart, I cringe. I wonder what kind of a world are they growing up in? As beautiful as Hawaii is, it is being so corrupted and polluted by man that paradise has many flaws. What kind of a world are our children growing up in? Where will they be able to go and be safe? What will they be able to do as they get older? How long will freedom exist? Because 
we have thought that we could turn our backs upon God. We thought that we could worship the gods of materialism, success, and prosperity and come out ahead. But our nation is going down the tube very fast, and I fear for my grandchildren growing up. I wonder, will there be any place for them to really grow up? It isn't enough that I have enjoyed the freedoms. It is my desire that they should also enjoy the same kind of blessings. But we have been so totally corrupted by the movie industry and it is getting worse every day because of the impressionable minds of people. They do what they see done. And the movie industry has introduced practically every type and form of evil and immorality that the minds of man can imagine. And they have corrupted our society. People follow after the patterns that they see. And I fear for the future. And David had reservations. He knew that the secret of success was their relationship with God. And thus he is encouraging them to maintain that relationship with God. That their children might enjoy these things that you have enjoyed. Our nation has lost its relationship with God. I don't know if it's too late or not. It would appear that maybe we, we've, we're already gone beyond the point of no return. But I will say this. Apart from a tremendous spiritual revival just really changing this nation, we are through. There's no hope. And that's the thing that concerns me. My grandchildren growing up in a totalitarian society without the same blessings of freedom that I've been able to enjoy. That's what hurts. But I'm praying for that revival. I want to see God move once more across this nation. I would oh, be so thrilled if God would move every godless judge appointed by the godless leaders and every legislator out of office and that again we would have righteous men leading our nation. That's the only hope, but I don't see how it can be accomplished. But God can do what I can't see. Now, what can I do? The only thing I can really do is pray. And the scripture commands me to pray for those that are in authority over us. But I, I really am 
this thing really troubles me, troubles me deeply. I, I really get emotional and moved when I look at the condition of the nation today and I see where we are. David laid it out. He said, look, follow after God, obey the commandments that you might dwell in the land and that your children might dwell in the land. But they didn't. They soon turned away from God and disaster followed. And in every nation where they've turned away from God, disaster has always followed. And our nation is facing disaster. Then David, having addressed the leaders, the princes, the governors, the captains over the thousands, hundreds, and so forth, then he turned to Solomon. And he again gives to Solomon some very sagacious advice. And thou, Solomon, know the God of thy father and serve him. First of all, know God. Secondly, serve God with a complete heart. What good advice. Know God, son. And serve him with your heart completely and with a willing mind. Return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of First Chronicles on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order First Chronicles 23 through 28 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's thewordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today. P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord enrich you in all good things in Christ Jesus. And may you walk in fellowship with Him. And may the Lord continue His work in your life as He draws you unto Himself, as He cleanses you through His Word, as He fits you and prepares you for that work that He would have you to do. God bless you. And God strengthen you and keep you ever in His love and in His will, in Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Through the course of the years, you, our radio listeners, have provided us with valuable feedback as to what has impacted you the most, or what has moved you spiritually in your walk with God. So it's with great pleasure that The Word for Today is pleased to offer you a collection of all-time favorites entitled Pastor Chuck Smith's Most Requested Bible Studies. 
These messages were selected from thousands of studies that were recorded live at Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa over the past 40 years. They represent the very best Bible studies by Pastor Chuck Smith. Every message is dynamic and filled with rich insights as Pastor Chuck expounds upon relevant issues on a variety of topics related to the Christian faith. This series will strengthen and inspire you to diligently study the Word of God and apply it to your life. You can order a copy of Pastor Chuck's most requested Bible studies available on MP3 by calling the Word for Today at 1-800-272-9673 or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org.